0: Qui audit me non et qui me non governed In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He who listens to me will never be disappointed. He who lives by me will do no wrong. So speaks. The mother of jesus to you brother martin today herein discover the liturgical providence of god for you one must always attend to the circumstances mm. that surround the important moments in life the liturgical circumstances of course but also all of those other circumstances directly willed or permitted by God. And I find it remarkable and altogether providential that you should have come back to the monastery at this time, not at another, at this very time when the monastery is set with every manner of infirmity and weakness. There is in this something that our Lord wants you to grasp, and that is that the man who finds himself in a position of infirmity and weakness is, in the divine ordering things, the strongest Nothing so attracts the mercy of God as a man's misery. Nothing so attracts the grace of God as a man's infirmity. Nothing so attracts the power of God as a man's powerlessness. And so, you want, I think, to read in the circumstances of your relation, kind of message that our Lord is saying, Yes, make your offering to me. Yes, place your life with the bread and with the wine mixed with water in the chalice on the altar. It is not your good works that I want. Nor am I interested in your virtues, nor am I impressed by them. What I ask for is your infirmity, your weakness, your powerlessness, your poverty, your brokenness. Give me all these things, says the Lord, and I will be able to do something with your life. Liturgically, today is the feast of. Our Lady of Perpetual Sucker, whose icon has graced our oratory from the very beginnings of this monastery. The icon has accompanied me uh, for 20 years or more in various places. This particular icon was uh, obtained in Rome at the Church of St. Alphonsus on the Via Megalana which is the sanctuary that uh, holds the original icon of the Mother of Perpetual Suffer and it is an authentic uh, painted reproduction of the original miraculous icon. What interests me is that the mother of God should want to be invoked as the mother of perpetual succor, not occasional, not the mother of succor now and then as needed and as invoked, the mother of perpetual succor. Succor is a beautiful word. It means help, or actually it means assistance, given, one in danger so that one who is uh, struggling in a situation out of which there is no human issue cries out and that extended hand that pulls a man out of his distress is what we mean when we use the word suffer and Our Lady chooses to be called the mother of perpetual Sucker. That means that she is always on call. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and this over a lifetime. For monks, this title of the mother of God is especially significant. And for monks who in addition to being sons of St. Benedict, uh, are recognized by the Church as being of perpetual adoration. This title of Our Lady takes on an even more compelling resonance. We are in need of a mother of perpetual supper because we are perpetual At no moment (coughs) is a man strong enough to go it alone. There is, I suppose, in the monastic journey, speaking of from this side of the enclosure, a time in the beginning of one's life According to the holy rule, when one still vaguely entertains the illusion of being able to do something, or to be someone, or to go somewhere, or to accomplish something. All of these illusions, of course, have to be utterly decimated before God. once all of these illusions have been decimated, which is a great and salutary grace. Painful. Because a man comes to the point of saying, well, I thought I could do something. And then he realizes, ah, but sure, the word of our Lord in the Gospel is, is true. Without me, you can do nothing. Our Lord speaking in the Seneca on the night before we suffered, do not say, without me you can do nothing You He didn't say, without me you can do something. He said, without me you can do nothing. Niente, nada, nothing at all. And that is a realization that lies very close the beginning of the Twelve Steps of Humility in Chapter 7 of the Holy Rule. And I suppose that in in the life of an oblate, as in the life of a monk one must relinquish every pretense of being someone, of being able to do anything, to accomplish anything, being able to get on by myself. And so The monk, and the object living in the world, must inexorably arrive at a point of such utter helplessness, powerlessness need that he begins to cry out at every moment for God's help. Perpetual prayer meets perpetual succor. The um, (coughs) desert fathers have a wonderful story about the young monk, zeal, as young monks often are, went to the elder and said, Abba, I want to pray always. And the elder said, oh, very well. That's a noble aspiration. And one perfectly consonant with the monastic life. I want to pray always. Tell me what to do. And the young monk expected that the elder would give him a rule to follow each day, to say certain prayers and do certain things and abstain from certain actions and engage in others. And uh, the elder looked out and in the distance saw the mist rising above a swamp said to the young monk, all right, you want to pray always? Oh, yes, Abba, yes, with all my heart, good, he said. You see that swamp, no no. Yes, Abba, go out to the swamp and take off all your clothes and stand in the middle of the swamp. the young monk said, the old man's losing it. He he really is. And the elder said, if you want to pray always, the greatest counsel. And so you know, the man do it to, to humour the poor old man. And so, with great confident strides, he, he made his way to the swamp and there obediently stripped off all his clothes and went into the middle of the swamp. And immediately was attacked by insects from all sides. The midges came after him, you know, and they were voracious, voracious. And he found himself saying, God help me, God help me, God help me. And he couldn't stop saying. And after three hours of that, he could take it no more, and covered with welts and bites. Absolutely uh, covered from head to toe. He went back to the elder and said, Abba, I obeyed what you said. and..." The elder said, and tell me, son, how was it? How did you get on? And he said, look at me. And he said, yes. And while you were being attacked, what happened? And he said, I couldn't stop saying, God, help me. The elder said, now you learned the lesson of the prayer." So the monk and the obliquist must become aware of living in a state of perpetual need and powerlessness. And that opens the door to perpetual prayer, ceaseless prayer, which is the heart of the mass of vocation, and which is the deepest aspiration of every day you operate, To pray always, and never lose heart. And today's feast shows us if you will, the divine response to perpetual prayer. It is perpetual suffering. And this is because the Blessed Virgin Mary is the Mediatrix of all graces. Every answer to every prayer of ours spoken and unspoken is mediated, that is to say, comes to us through the hands of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Our monastery is called Our Lady of the Seneca, because of that verse in the first chapter of Acts in which St. Luke describes uh, the life of the apostolic college cloistered uh, in those days between the ascension of our Lord and the Pentecost cloistered with the mother of Jesus in the Senegal. and he describes what went on there as persecuting prayer and this grace of perseverance in prayer, which ought to characterize our monastery, ought also to characterize our minds. Many women, <coughs> although they live in the world, and the, the world, and are ostensibly a part of that world, nonetheless, um, seek and open themselves to the gift of persevering prayer which is given always through Mary. And for this reason, the epistle of this Mass of the Mother of Perpetual Succor uh, is particularly um, poignant. Hither turn your steps, all you that have learned too long for me. Take your fill of the increase I yield. Never was honey so sweet as the influence I inspire. Never honeycomb is the gift I bring. Eat of this fruit and you will yet hunger for more. Drink of this wine and your thirst, for it is still unquenched. He who listens to me, says Mary, will never be disappointed. He who lives by me will do no wrong. He who reads my lesson aright will find in it life eternal. And so I could have said much about the meaning of the artmate's art vocation. I could have said it much about the holy rule applied to the life of an artmate. But instead I was moved to say something about the circumstances of your oblation. Remaking your oblation under the place of infirmity, weakness, powerlessness, with an immense desire for perpetual prayer. And to that desire for perpetual prayer, our Lady responds today with her perpetual succor. In the name of the Father, of the Son, do you seek? The mercy of God is to be welcomed into the household of St. Benedict as an old leader of this monastery of Our Lady of the Snorkels at Silverstone. My son, you have already sufficiently learned the rule under which you wish to serve. not only by but also by a whole year of practice and experience as a novice of You are therefore aware under what conditions you are about to be accepted as an object of St. Benedict. If, then, you are ready and willing to observe the salutary teachings of our Holy Father Benedict, according as your state of life permits, and are resolved to persevere in your holy resolution, you may now make your oblation. If not, then you may still freely depart. Do you renounce the vanities and palms of the world? I do. Will you undertake the reformation of your life according to the spirit of the rule of our Holy Father Benedict and observe the statutes of the objects? I will. Thanks be to God, since he has given you this good will, and you trust in his help, you may now make your ovation. In the name of the most holy trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. I, Joseph Wood, in religion, and Brother Martin, humbly prostrate, for my adorable Savior Jesus Christ, who might be to be really present in the divine grace, offer myself to, the, to Almighty God, to the Blessed Virgin Mary, and to our Holy Father Benedict, to the monastery of Our Lady in the synagogue at Silver Street, according to the spirit of the rule of the same glorious Father, Saint Benedict, and to foster with all diligence the adoration of the most holy sacrament of the altar. At the same time, I entrust myself with filial filial confidence to the Blessed Virgin Mary, Sovereign Lady and Abbess of this monastery, placing myself under her royal protection and consecrating myself to her immaculate and eternal heart. In the oratory of Silverstream Priory, this 27th day of June, the feast of Our Lady's Perpetual Supper in the year of our Lord, 2018. Receive me, O Lord, according to thy word, and I shall live and may not be disappointed in my hope. And I, as God's representative, accept your oblation and admit you into union with our monastery as an oblate and adopted son of our <clears throat> Holy Father Benedict and give you the privilege of sharing in our spiritual goods and promise you eternal life if you persevere in your holy resolution. Lord, have mercy upon us. have mercy upon us. Christ, Lord, have mercy on us, our Father. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Save thy servant, who we'll hopeeth in thee, my God. Be unto him, O Lord, a tower of strength against, against the, the face of the, of the enemy. Let not the enemy prevail against you. You Lord, of the of the him. Send him help, O Lord, from thy holy yes. place. And protect him from thy O Lord, hear my prayer. And, and let my cry come, come unto thee. The Lord be with you. And, and with, with thy spirit. Let us pray. Attend, O most sweet Lord and God, to our prayers that this thy servant, Martin, whom we are receiving into union with our monastic family, may be strengthened with unfailing firmness and confirmed by thy grace, so that with the ear of his heart open to thy word and preferring nothing to the love of Christ, he may at length become a pleasing ovation in the sight of thy majesty. O Lord Jesus Christ, who revealest the exceeding great love of thy heart in the most holy sacrament of the altar, Look graciously upon this servant who in union with our monastic family desireth to take his place in adoration and in reparation before thy Eucharistic face and this for the sanctification of all thy priests. According to the multitude of thy mercies, unite unto thyself who art at every moment the pure victim, the holy victim, the spotless victim, by whose presence in the tabernacles of thy church, the immolation of thy body and blood is wondrously signified until the closing of the age, for the glory of the Father and for the sustenance of thy bride, the Church. O God, who didst inspire our blessed Father and lawgiver Benedict to withdraw from the turmoil of the world and to seek thee alone in watching in ceaseless prayer, and in spiritual combat, grant we beseech thee to this thy servant who placeth himself today under the gentle yoke of his rule, perseverance until death, and the grace never to despair of thy mercy. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Re, oh. re, re, re. I